Welcome to the Leadership Download Podcast. My name is Cameron Singh, and on today's podcast, I'll be interviewing an aviation professional, Krister, from Web Manuals. Um, so to tell you a little bit about Krister, Krister has an impressive background in the aviation industry with experience in various leadership positions, and he's grown very significantly through his current company, Web Manuals. Uh, today, he currently serves as both the VP of Sales and Director of Operations for the Americas. And on today's podcast, Krister and I are going to discuss the topic of taking ownership and why this is important when starting the workforce. You're going to enjoy this discussion. We hope that this interview truly adds value to your leadership. So let's go to our interview with Krister from Web Manuals. Enjoy. All right. Well, welcome to another episode of the Leadership Download. Um, I'm here with a special guest, uh, Krister. Um, he is the VP of Sales for Web Manuals. Um, Krister, thank you for uh, taking the time to to be on our podcast and willing to share kind of your experience uh, and um, to to our audience and talking about leadership. Um, so today's topic, we're going to be talking about uh, taking ownership. Uh, Krista, I remember when we were talking about this um, topic of of taking ownership, you know, what does taking ownership mean for you? How do you define taking ownership? Uh, Well, first of all, thank you, Cameron, for having me today. Uh, It's exciting to be here. Uh, I I can kind of tie it into what we just talked about before you hit the record button. Uh, We talked about titles and what's your title and so forth. And and I think that's the... That's the basic of that, right? You take ownership for whatever you do, no matter what your title is. There is actually a book that I read a long, long time ago that is called, I think it's called Leader, Leading or Leader Without a Title. And and it's all about that, being able to take that ownership and leadership, whether you have the title or not. It, it shouldn't matter in, in every aspect of your life. And that that's how I look at it. Uh, whether I'm at the grocery store, I see something on the ground, I pick it up, or if I'm at work and I have a responsibility for certain areas of, of the operation, I take that ownership. And uh, and also important part of ownership is, is to not just own your own responsibilities that you might have, but but actually look around you and, and take ownership for what other people do as well, because there's always something you can do to affect what they're doing. So own that as well. Yeah, that's so too, true, Krista. I remember uh, my first job in the industry in our common employee common area, it's at SOS. It was like, see it, own it, solve it. And I learned early on, thankfully I learned that trait because I was not the one early, early on to take ownership of anything. It was more, I was, I wanted to be told what to do and did what I was told, but I'm glad I learned that early on. And you make a good point because, yes, this can be applied both in our professional lives and just in our day to day taking ownership, you know, simply like you mentioned, uh, helping out in the grocery store or something like that. Um, but <clears throat> kind of moving up, moving along is um, how has taking ownership helped you in your career path? I know you've got the chance to experience several roles with the company that you're at, um, been with it also with the company for a long time, Web Manuals. Um, so how how have you seen this um, topic of taking ownership help you in that path? Right. I think it started quite a while ago. And going back to what you, you mentioned, uh, first job, 
I was working as a baggage handler at the airport in Stockholm, Stockholm Maryland airport. And, uh, you know, I was eager to, to, uh, uh, how should I put it? Climb the ladder. I don't know if that was really, but I wanted more responsibility, better paycheck. Uh, I, I think that was the, the main driver at the time, uh, but maybe I didn't take it as serious. And, uh, I was assigned to training, uh, some training position and, and, you know, I focused on that, but, uh, um, you know, we had some operational issues. We needed people on the ramps. I had to go back to the ramp and, and work on the ramp, which I wasn't very happy about at the time. But uh, one day I actually came in late, which was not really what I was supposed to do. And one of the supervisors or managers took me to the side and and he gave me this lesson that I, I still use uh, for myself. And that was that, hey, I know you don't want to be here. I know you are focused on something else, but you have to take ownership. That's what he said, because you're here, you need to do your best. And, and after that moment, uh, I really embraced that. And, and whatever I did throughout my career up until today, I said, I'm just going to do my best. Whatever position I'm in, whatever opportunity I get, I'm just going to take it and do my best. And up until now, when I'm with my manuals, and I'm actually now doing what I love to do. This is exactly what I want to do. I'm right here at the right time and, and doing what I love. Uh, and But throughout the career, there's been many positions where I felt like, no, this, this is not my thing. Uh, I don't really enjoy this. But still, I owned it, did the best I could, and new opportunities came along that road. Web manuals being one of them, uh, working as a quality manager for Ground Handler, uh, the owner of Web Manuals at the time, Web Manuals was not really born yet uh, in in with the name but it was the product was was already there and uh, they actually tried to sell me the product i said no thank you but i realized pretty quickly that we had a, a common idea of what we need to do with documentation in the future mm-hmm. so once again a door opened and uh, now i'm here uh, running the the global sales team and and the operation in the americas mhm yeah, I, I know we'll, we'll kind of talk about this later. Oftentimes what I've experienced as a, a hiring manager and a, a leader uh, is oftentimes um, I've seen people not willing to take that risk where there's like, oh, try this out or try this, uh, go work on this project. And you never know what opportunities it can lead to. I know for myself, there's early on, I missed some opportunities, which if I had taken the risk and worked on a certain project, it would have taken, took me a different direction. Um, so I had to learn early on that, you know, stretch, try to take those risks, take on those challenges. And um, that's what really helps you kind of kind of move along in your career path. And and who knows where it can lead you. It does. And it's I tell a lot of the new employees coming in here. And, and you know, it's it's different times from when I started working. Um, yeah. And I'm not saying that in a you know negative way when mm-hmm. it comes to different generations. There's a lot of positives that comes with that. And a lot of young people coming into the industry, they're they're eager and, and they okay. have a plan. They know, I want to beat this. I'm going to go that way. Mm-hmm. And that's what we taught them, right, to, to yeah. have a plan, have a goal. But I also try to tell them, don't be too set. You know, there's, yeah. there's going to be opportunities. And mm-hmm. sometimes you might take an opportunity that is not exactly what you're looking for. Mm-hmm. But grab it because you never know what it's going to take you. And and. Yep. I think that it goes into the ownership part too. Look around you and see what needs to be done. Where can I fill a need? 
right now. Right. And, and, and be a part of that. Yeah. Um, and then, so what are some of the challenges that you have faced as a leader in, in the area of taking ownership? Well, there's always, and that experienced that early, when you take ownership, some people are not very happy with you taking ownership because they think you are, you know, stepping on their turf or, or whatever it might be, or you think you're doing too much. Uh, yeah. I don't know how many times, especially in early in my career, it was like, hey, hey, calm down. You, you don't have to yeah. do this. You know? There's other people that does this. And I'm, I'm well... I don't really agree. And then that was also something I had to understand that I'm going to get into conflict, so to speak, uh, mm -hmm. when you take ownership. And um, but after a while, you get used to it. And I, I think when people in general see that you truly care uh, about yeah. what you do and care about the people around you, care about what's going on around you, uh, that goes away as well. But often that first initial reaction is, what are you doing? Step back. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that was a challenge for me. I know um, kind of navigating early on in the industry and frontline roles is really trying to find your place. And uh, and you're right. When you start taking ownership, you often your colleagues will often say, hey, what are you doing? You don't need to do that. Just do your eight hours and go home or just 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 do the basics and go home. But, um, you know, th those people are have a different vision, different, a different path. And like-minded people like us we kind of we want to move on to the next thing and work towards that next thing and taking ownership doesn't mean you have to publicly look for that praise people will start to notice your your leaders will start to notice and it's it starts from those those small steps of taking ownership it starts from um doing those little things and then they'll eventually gradually turn into big things yeah 100 percent, and just showing Yes, you said you don't need to get praise, yeah, but show that you own it, and mm -hmm. and whatever that is, just pick that up, and and people will see uh, over time, especially if you have good leaders around you, yeah, they will actually praise that uh, down mm -hmm. the road. But initially, no one will see it, and then most of the time, you're doing it when no one look is looking either. That, that that's the thing. Right, right, and then to sort of now kind of talking towards our audience. Our audience is, of course, young professionals, young merging leaders that are listening and watching. Uh, some are in school, so some are students. Um, you know, now we're going to talk about, you know, how do we encourage young people to take ownership? Because it can be a, a great challenge. Uh, it's often, there's a lot of risk in it. There's often, people are afraid of challenge. People just like to keep the way things are and just do what's on their roles and responsibilities of their job description, you know, what, why should they take ownership? I guess we'll start there. And then what ways can they take that ownership? So we'll start with why, why should they even think about taking ownership, especially, you know, our industry, the aviation industry is filled with, and it's, um, we see a lot of young people coming in and you probably see that with your company. They're eager to learn. They, they want to move forward. They want to, uh, succeed, but why should they even think about that taking ownership? Right. I think, I, I believe most people want to be in control of their lives, right? Have some mm -hmm. say in what's going to happen to their lives and, and uh, you know, see the, see the future in a sense, you know, we can't, yeah. but you can control what's coming by, by doing certain things and by taking ownership, you will be able to. If you don't, you're just going to act on what other people do. And mm -hmm. 
being proactive in that way by taking ownership. I think that's the big why. Affect what's going on around you and affect your own life by doing that and 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 uh, your loved ones and so and so forth. So that that's a big why. Yeah. And then what ways do you think they can take ownership for where they're at? Because often we're talking to students, people in frontline roles or people in new supervisory roles. Start with looking around you and, and see how can I help? Uh, how can I help my colleagues? How can I help my, uh, you know, my friends, the other students in school? How can I help them to to excel? And while you're doing that, you're going to help yourself to excel as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, don't just focus on what it's going to give you. Uh, focus on how you can make an effect to what you see around you. And and it's, I don't think it's that hard, to be honest with you. If you get into a new workplace, just look around and see what do you believe can be improved here? Uh, how do you think you can help that coworker to your right to actually make a better job or, or be happier that day or whatever that might be? Small things. And don't look at the like the big picture things, just look at the small, small details and, and do what you can there. Because if you, if you go in with the mindset that you're going to change everything, mm-hmm. well, then you're in for a ride. That's going to, that's going to be tough, especially as you, as you said earlier, we have people around us that are not interested in change that don't yeah. want to see things change and, and feel threatened by change as well. Uh, something I learned through my web manuals journey, uh, going digital, that's, that's been so much resistant from, from many people like oh no 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 we can't we've done it this way forever and, and that's not going to change so you'll see that what whatever you're trying to change but uh, change the small things uh, see where yeah. you can contribute mm-hmm. and and you you touched on something good there um about what the, what the motivations is of of that specific person right is it is your motivation to um move on to the next level and be promoted or is it truly trying to uh, help people and the environment get better, right? Um, those two different mindsets, two different, two different results. Oh, because if you're, if you're very motivated on being that next VP for the company and you're going to do whatever it takes, your motivations are going to be very different than if you just want to add value to your environment and add value to the people that you work with. Exactly. I believe it's very much like running a business. Uh, in if you look at if you run a business to make money, you're going to fail. Right. But if you run a business to make a difference or, or to impact people's lives, whether it's within the company, outside the company, uh, you're fulfilling a purpose. And, right. and you got to do that as an individual as well. If you're just chasing the money and the titles. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, and when I look at people on, on my team or people around me, mm-hmm. you know, the people I want to promote are the ones that actually care mm-hmm. and, they care about the coworkers. They care about the company. They care about the industry out there and, and how we can affect that. Those are the people you want to see grow because they have the right core values. Yeah. Um, th- there's just one thing that I've experienced is, you know, we have young, eager um, individuals on our team and they, they want to do so well, but sometimes they're not willing to take that chance or that extra step and take it ownership. How do we get them to that next level where they're comfortable or what, what is it that we can do as leaders to kind of create that environment for, um, for people to, to kind of have that space to uh, be comfortable in, in uh, taking ownership because it comes with a lot of risk too. Mm-hmm. Because, uh, if you take ownership of a project and it fails, there's a, 
there's a lot of upside to it because you learn from it, but then there's also a downside. Yeah, 100%. It's that, you know, if you, if, if it fails, yeah, uh, it's going to be tough. You know, you're going to feel it. And, and even if it doesn't affect every, anyone else and, and, you know, directly, it will feel, you will feel it inside. Mm-hmm. I think as leaders, what we need to do is uh, we got to give people that room, right? We got to, it's okay to fail. I mean, I tell yeah. my kids that it's okay to fail. <laughs> and it, it is hard. It's not, yeah. it's not fun. And, but as a, as a leader in, in that situation, you got to give people room to fail. And if they okay. fail, that's fine. Yeah, it's not gonna. It's not a disaster. We we can't fail, and we can move on from that. So, uh, as a leader, uh, embrace failure. It sounds weird, but that's what we got to do. Uh, and also, expose yourself in a way where where let people actually take ownership and and let even if that involves you stepping away from some things, you're probably responsible. So, end of the day, you might be the one that's gonna you know, really own that in, in front of, of your superiors, if you will. Yeah. But you, you got to be able to do that. You got to take a risk yourself. Uh, otherwise, they're not going to take a risk. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, um, I do have a few kind of fun questions to wrap up this discussion. You really good discussion on taking ownership, but I want to kind of um, we have a lot of special guests on this from various spaces, various levels of leadership, and we kind of want to open open the can for kind of what what you do so what is it that you do to kind of um i guess uh develop yourself uh as a leader what is it something that you do to kind of outside of the work environment to to help you keep going in your in the exec executive role that you're in with web manuals well listen a lot podcasts like this, for example, mm-hmm. uh, but just listen to people around you. There's there's a lesson in every conversation you have, whether that is, uh, for example, every morning I come from the garage down here and there's a garage attendant and yeah. he's there every day and he works 12, hour, 12 hours a day at least. Mm-hmm. And we always have a conversation in the morning. He gives my dogs treats and, and we talk. And Yes, what I learned from having these conversations yeah. is so valuable. So I, I think for me, it's listen to wherever it comes from, wherever that input comes from, makes me a better leader. It makes me, uh, should I put it, easier to understand different perspectives uh, in whatever situation that is. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then what, what would you say your favorite book is? Can you guess? Mm. Oh, uh. speaking of ownership, well, one of my favorite books definitely is uh, Extreme Ownership by Jocko Willink. Oh, yes, yes. He has, a good, he has a good podcast out there, too. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Um, and then uh, if you were to have lunch or dinner with any leader, dead or alive, who would that be? <sighs> that question. <laughs> <laughs> We always stop people on this one. <laughs> right. Uh, that's a hard one. I mean, yeah, I could easily say uh, a person like Jocko Willing, just sit down and have a conversation about the, a topic that is very close to my heart, of course. Then mm-hmm. there's, you know, uh, I would love to sit down with President Roosevelt and, and get his takeaways from uh, when he heard about Pearl Harbor and, and yeah. stuff like that. But more in a, you know, real life situation, I would say... Uh, Jocko Willink would be interesting to sit down with. 
Okay. All right. Um, and last words of wisdom to our audience. It doesn't have to be about taking ownership. It could be anything. What should our young people know? Well, I'll put it this way. Uh, and I said it here when you asked that, that question. Be a listener. Uh, mm -hmm. That's what leadership is about. Listen in, and then you can make your decisions. And when you make your decisions, make sure you own it to every little detail. It's on you. That's so good. All right, Christopher. Well, thank you so much uh, for being a part of this podcast. Um, thank you for sharing your knowledge and your experience to, to young professional students and emerging leaders. Uh, folks, we hope you really enjoyed this content and that it added value to, to your growth and hope you learned a lot about the topic of taking ownership and the value that it can provide you in your growth, um, like you saw with, with Christopher's story and career path as well. Uh, so thank you, Krister. It was great having you on the podcast. Thank you, Cameron. I appreciate it. We hope you enjoyed this podcast interview with Krister from Web Manuals as we talked about taking ownership. And we really hope the topic of taking ownership, you really learn from this and it helps uh, wherever you're at in your leadership journey. Uh, we hope this content really continues to add value to you uh, wherever you're at. Um, you know, if you would like more content, uh, go back and listen to some of our podcasts. You can listen to it or watch it. Um, we are on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. Uh, we're also on YouTube. And the links to all of our channels are on theleadershipdownload.com. So feel free to check us out there. Um, and if you find something that you feel like others would find valuable, um, content that they would find valuable, feel free to reshare it, post it on social media, tag us in it. Um, we're really trying to help um, spread this message of leadership to young leaders, students, young professionals. We are really trying to help others learn more about leadership and meet them wherever they're at in their leadership journey. So again, our website is theleadershipdownload.com. Feel free to check us out. All our social media links are on there as well, uh, so you can stay in tune with us. Now, if you really like our podcast content, we are launching some ventures um, in the leadership space. Um, more will be announced in the future, uh, but feel free to stay in tune with us in social media to make sure that... If you do enjoy this content and would like to take it a bit further, um, the opportunity will be there in the future, in the coming months. So we thank you for tuning in and we really hope you enjoyed this podcast on taking ownership with Christopher from Web Manuals. And catch us next week on the podcast. And also, if you haven't noticed on social media, we are starting up a new podcast. It's called the Executive Leadership Podcast. And on this podcast, we're going to be talking about really high-level leadership topics um, that are geared towards middle managers, directors, that executive leadership level. We're going to be talking about a little bit more high-level. So if you do want to learn more about high-level leadership topics, feel free to tune in. Um, that will be uh, released probably in the next week or so. So we thank you for tuning in, and we will catch you on the next podcast on the Leadership Download. Thank you.